Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Hello, I'd like to say good morning, but it's not morning right now. It's actually evening, and this is a pre-recorded version of KMA Talk Radio, episode number 488. I'm joined, of course, with the right-hand man himself, the man they call the goat, Alex Tavella. Howdy. It's just us. What are we doing tonight? All right, so this is this is totally an experimental episode of KMA. So, all right, Saturday, technically good morning because you're watching this now in the morning, Saturday morning. So good morning to you guys. Good evening to us. Best but way to start your Saturday. Best way to start your Saturday. So Coop, I don't know if he's there yet, but by Saturday we'll be in the DR for Pro Cigar. Uh, the guy with the hat and the glasses. I don't. I don't even know if he's on the show anymore. Uh, I love the comments from our listeners. Who's, that <laughs> who's guy? the guy? Who's, who's that the guy? guy with the hat and the glasses. So, right. the guy formerly known as Paul is. Uh, I, we don't know if he's on the show or not, or maybe he'll come in uh, some episode in the far future. Maybe he if, won't. If we're lucky, it's his private retirement, a little silent retirement. Maybe. Maybe we'll if get lucky. lucky. But with that being said, KMA's been on a roll. You know, and I've, I really we've been working to try and, 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 and keep it going and get things going on YouTube and keep episodes going, you guys. So I really didn't want to, um, you know, after the momentum, have a have another just um, best of episode. So you actually brought up the idea. Why don't we make a, a, a video of of the TGS interviews and some TGS footage? And so I figured, you know what? Why not pre-record it? And maybe we can add some commentary and, and take a because I'll be honest with you, I haven't I haven't seen the 2022 interviews. I haven't either. Right. And we were so busy and in the moment and 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 you know, so I never really got to watch them. So figured it'd be cool to to experiment, pre-record an episode, and um, take a look back at at some some cool TGS interviews from 2021 and 2022. Yeah, I mean, we're heading in the home stretch of TGS 2023, Marty McGraw Madness. And we just thought it'd be cool to take a trip down memory lane and uh, watch some of the interviews, some of the coolest interviews we had um, through both of the virtual aspects of the Great Smoke last year and the year before. And they'll be happening again this year. So um, Alex has been working all day, cutting up stuff, getting ready. And we're going to have a little stroll through memory lane on this very special episode of KMA Talk Radio. Right. So, so the first interview I want to show was actually the first virtual interview ever of uh of the great smoke are you smoking was, what's that you you have anything lit i do i do i do i do i'm i'm, uh, I'm, I'm i see your your night stocking it again bro I, did i not is... when i said it during the show it was not a sales pitch man that is this is the sleeper of the great smoke exclusives listen socialite chad johnson is actually visiting and he bought himself two packs 
un, you know, unaware. He just he didn't want to buy one and not be able to get more in case he really liked it. And he's buying two more tonight. Like, I mean, this is like. I mean, that that, that, that cigar big, is it. Big hit of our TGS releases so far right here. That is it. Actually, I have one. I'll fire it up while we're, while we're doing this. Hmm. But uh, so the first interview I want to take a look at is the first interview of TGS virtual experience that we did. The digital experience. It was with Rocky Patel. So I looked at this and I and I and I looked at the main broadcast. So this was about an hour in is when the first interview started. So and now TGS 2021 compared to 22 was eight hours long. So we were an hour and of eight compared to five, which right. might not sound like a lot, but five to eight is a long stretch. So when now you were up there i was behind the scenes i didn't have to worry about being on camera for eight hours i mean you guys literally didn't move outside of like a, a quick like bolt to the band and you couldn't even bolt because i think you had like a cast on your leg at the i time. had a bad ankle that show yeah right right ankle. so going into this right going into this and now obviously you've been doing kma for years so it's not doing an interview is part of what you do that's that's but but did this feel like different like like thinking about interviewing on a stage with Pete, like in a broad, did it feel like you had to bring it differently? Like what, what was your, you know, you were up there. I wasn't up there. I mean, the sheer, the sheer essence and the awe of the room was just mentally changing. I mean, anybody who walked in that room was like, holy shit, even right. our own staff. Right? And, and at that point we're only an hour in into something we've never done before, had no idea how it was going to go and only had one take. Yeah, no, no, no editing live, no rehearsal. So, the, seeing the room was very intimidating, right? And then it was our first time working with Showtech, so we didn't have really an experience working with the director and the crew and the camera people. And so, you know, in my paranoia and OCD, man, I really tried to think of everything. I mean, everything. So they really had to do minimal thinking and follow a script. And um, of course, they did a great job. I mean, and, absolutely, and, which made our relationship a lot better last year, and even way easier this year. You know, sure. Sure. one point the first year because they weren't getting back to me because these show business people, like, the only thing urgent to them is the job next week. Right. Right. right? So, like, I was calling them. I remember I was down in, in Miami. Remember, I was I was calling them. They weren't returning my calls. I mean, I started calling up um, from La Polina. Clay, right, right. To start working up a, a backup crew in December. I remember because they were, I was I freaking that. out that first one. So, um, you know, we've talked to them twice so far <laughs> this year. Well, I mean, listen, we kind of you know heard of the uh, those guys did what Golden Global or BT or so. Comedy. I mean, in fairness to them, this is 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 easy peasy, small change for them to get in there, knock this out. For it's us, it's the biggest, it. one of the biggest yeah. things we ever undertook. But for them, there it was like relax. It's really what Clay told me. He goes, dude, they're not thinking about you. Don't even right. sweat it. I mean, this this is welcome to Hollywood. I mean, that's how they operate. You're not even on their paid mind list until it gets time from the pay mind for you. But um, you know, like this year, we barely talked. We went over a couple of the technical stuff we wanted to change up, and we got a run through of the timeline, I think scheduled next week. And I mean, it's going to be pretty clear with these guys and, and the relationship's great, but there was an energy doing KMA. I'm sitting here alone in the room. You, you're sitting there in the back. You're, there was an energy of doing this live in front of the 50 or so people that were there. So that was a whole different thing. So, and we had a lot of moving parts. It was me and Michael and we had Kim and Melanie on the floor and we had these sets to our right and our sets to our left. 
but you know once it got rolling it just got rolling we kind of forgot where we were at we were too busy focused on the timeline and you know there were some emotional moments with my family and with our interviewees with carlito and whatnot um and you know believe it or not it went faster and than it sounds for us because you know me and michael didn't get to eat and get a new thing he's passing me half a protein bar underneath the desk right right right. um which you know helped me because when i was planning the timeline for 2022 you know he get there's a lot of these three minute breaks but like you know he's really got to go do something whatever so i like literally scheduled him like a 12 minute break last year so we get up walk around do something go get something sure, to eat, grab some food. Bathroom. so um you know we're just getting better and better at it. so I'm, I'm really excited about this year's production of the great smoke virtually i mean live we're not worried about the live presentation this is going to be off the wall it's, sure, it's been our biggest budgets as far as entertainment and decor that we've ever had i mean we really want to this is going to be a very heavy experience event but um we got some a lot of improvements on the live broadcast so it'll be interesting to to see how that goes but uh that 2020 set the 2021 set version and you know what alex too is coming off of the pandemic there was such an excitement from everybody that this was still going on the way it was we were able to feel that you know absolutely we were absolutely feeling, we were feeling the pressure when the when the releases would would crash our site every release crashed the site for a little bit right you know and they all sold out in 10 minutes so there was a there was a definite excitement that was in the air that year that that never existed before may never happen again it was just a it was a multitude of many factors coming together that really made that a historic epic broadcast and i'm glad that we figured it out how to continue the virtual aspect of it in last year and going on this year so very 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 transformative year that year of the great smoke you you did bring up a good point and and i kind of experienced that when we did our show at um the jc newman factory because because and even at that point i was on the show for a while but it is different when you're sitting at a booth and you're in front of an audience and and their energy is kind of there and it's not just like you know the three of us looking at each other talking shit. No. there is there's a different feel you got eyes on you yeah, it's 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 a much different feeling. Absolutely, absolutely. So you we gonna you want to queue up this first? Uh... Yeah. So so like I said, this is the the digital experience 2021 Great Smoke. This is about an hour in. This is let the me, first. Let me preempt this too. Every single manufacturer that we talked about, and I tried to explain them what this was going to look like, really had no idea conceptually of what they're walking into. Absolutely. So I I, I haven't watched this. But I, I, I think I remember Rocky, like the first moments he comes out, he's like, wow. I mean, look at this. It was very impressive to anybody who walked in the room. So it's kind of, it was kind of cool to see his manufacturers. We had a green room. Manufacturers weren't there for the whole event. Some stayed, right. lingered, drank. As Rocky might, stayed for a while. They yeah, lingered. As you, see, as you see, some of them come come on stage during other manufacturers' yeah. interviews. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, they had no idea what they were walking into. We told them show up show up for makeup at such and such a time we had a green room they got made up and then we called them on the set so uh you know you, you'll see when rocky's walking i believe you see some of the background of the room and yeah the yeah set. absolutely all right so i'm we're gonna go ahead and uh let's let's take a look at this tgs 2021 digital experience the first ever virtual interview
absolutely. Everyone, please give up a warm welcome to Rocky Patel. Come on. Have a seat. Would you like a palm spritz? Ah, uh, sure. I'd love it. Right, let's get Rocky a palm spritz over here. Let's get Rocky a palm spritz. So I will what, give you mine, but uh, that's you know. right. It's yeah, right. <laughs> what do you think? Loving this. Amazing, amazing, Abe. I mean, you always think outside the box, and this is really great for the industry. It's great for all the consumers, for the manufacturers to hold the family together. You know, this is such a unique, unique handicraft artisan industry. And we get a chance to meet everybody, hang out with everybody, share our cigars, have great cocktails, food, and COVID kind of stopped all that. But here you are bringing this to everybody's home, and it's awesome. I got to thank you for it. It's wonderful. And I know you put a lot of hard work into this, a lot of passion in this. I was back there. I mean, these guys produce the Grammys or the Golden Globes. I mean, there's a team of engineers television engineers back here i wish you could see it at home there's a lot of work going into this show i'm so proud of you that's awesome they got more equipment Thanks, than Mark. the pentagon back there i'm just blown cheers, away guys. cheers salute cheers salute. Cheers. Salute. cheers congratulations cheers thank, thank you, you. Thank, thank you thank you michael so rock tell me man I, are you i i see you doing videos with kirk kennel cooking in his house in his kitchen I, are you slowing up a little bit so i mean I, I don't exaggerate rocky was literally one of the hardest working guys i've ever witnessed starting out in my career. Like he would do 25 events in a 30 day month. I mean, he would pull up to do an event in my store and he was just out till five in the morning doing an event in some other store five hours away. I mean- Probably in mine in New York City. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally. I mean, it's not even exaggerating. Are, are you slowing up a little bit? So this has been really an interesting year, you know, absolutely slowing down. I, I didn't know any better. I mean, 25 I years living on the road, I wish somebody uh, told just me unpacking, packing, you know, uh, getting out. Without your jacket? Yeah. I, you know, standing up, it looks great. But when you sit down, it boxed me all up. It boxes so, you somebody, up a little bit. Right, I wish somebody would told me, take that jacket well, off. I mean, listen, actually, this is a perfect place to pause. We all can't look like Rocky and Michael in a suit. I look mean, at these guys, man. Rocky, seriously. Seriously. I mean, yeah, I, let me tell you something. What probably gets me is Michael Herklotz can probably walk into any store and buy a suit off the rack, and it's going to look great on him. But I bet you all his shit is bespoke. Well, he does. He has a problem, and sometimes I go to oh, Michael. height? You got to understand. And sometimes I ask Michael, you know, where do you buy pants from? Or get it? Um, because guys like us, we're like like 28 length pants. And they know 28's on the shelf. It starts at 30. So, but outside of, of pants. I'm a, I'm a 29. Are you really? Oh, so you're. I can get away with a 30, but I'm, a tor I'm all torso. You're all torso. I'm all torso, man. My legs are actually short. I mean, listen, I told my wife eventually I'm going to make. Because. I could get jackets that fit okay. I can get pants that fit okay. But the one thing I can never, ever in my whole life I've had, I'm going to get two of these done eventually, um, is a dress shirt. Mm, because tailored, because tailored dress shirt. I can never get one where the neck sits right. Even if right. I get one where the button will close, the button wants to be like up here. All the way, right. Right, right. way up here. You know, so it doesn't, never works really well because, you know, I, I got just way... No neck, wide shoulders, you know. Right. And if I get fit my shoulders and my waist, I got a thing that looks like Omar the tent maker made it. So <laughs> I, I think one of these I'm just gonna make two really nice dress shirts because I'm you know, 
I know I'm going to have at least three or four weddings. I'm probably going to have to wear a suit for in, in, in my future without a doubt. Something so like your life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll probably end up making like two or three and just those will be my bespoke shirts. Yeah. That, that's the tough part too, with, with big guys like you, because I see it with soccer too, with the, with the shirts, because to get it big enough and, and, and if you want to wear it untucked, it winds up looking like a tent sometimes. Well, the problem, yeah, the problem is that my shoulders are so fucking wide. Right. And when so I get it to fit up here, it's like a tent right. down here. I mean, that's the problem. You know, I mean, it's not just like I got a gut, you know. And then forget if you get matching pieces because the pants that are supposed my legs are relatively, I mean, they're big legs, but they're not like overweight legs, right? So by the time I get, if you try to buy a suit, man, you know, the pants are like, I literally got to buy like two different size pieces. Right, 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 right. Or like a tent. So these look, you know, can't can't naturally look as good as these two guys here. No, 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 no. <laughs> Visiting stores, getting four or five hours of sleep, and uh, this was a life changing experience. I finally got to ride my bike around and see the neighborhood. Um, you know, and then uh, bike. Uh, I saw you horseback riding. Yeah, I was in Montana. Yeah, you were riding. horseback riding. I mean, I, I'm I'm one that can't sit around and watch TV. So as soon as I come back from a long trip, I get in the shower and I'm out visiting some friends or out somewhere having a meal. And I didn't know what to do with myself with COVID. So I get a chance to work out, ride bikes, run, cook, enjoy people. Uh, I've been taking some short trips to see some of our friends and just. You know, go out to the lake in New Hampshire or go out to Montana on the mountains, go horseback riding, so golfing, Rocky, fishing, all the above. Now, so you, you, awesome. you mentioned cooking, yeah. right? I mean, look, we all cook. And I, it's funny. I think in COVID, you know, everyone has become a chef, right? <laughs> but pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I mean, I've had your meals and you are no joke. I mean, you are a real, real chef. It's unbelievable. Where did, where did you develop that skill i think my mom uh she was a wonderful wonderful cook i mean she actually taught uh you know cooking and the entire family has a passion for food so ever since i was six years old uh i was always in the kitchen trying recipes uh you know cooking uh watching you know, food network came on much later in life but uh always going out there and practicing new things and working on it i'd eat something and want to go home and make it the next week so if and you have one last meal that you're gonna make oh wow oh boy that's tough you know it's probably be a combination of some french dishes and italian dishes uh i, I like to do a lot of eclectic stuff right now i've been working on a lot of thai korean and japanese asian foods which i really didn't have a lot of experience a lot more complicated uh because they're harder to get the ingredients but um, i'm working on that and that's some great cuisine i want to go to northern japan and spend like a couple weeks and just eat at some of the finest Japanese restaurants. It's nice to be so, rocky. Uh, no, this has really been a great, great year. It's been life, life-changing experience for me. I mean, I feel like I spent 25 years sacrificing oh, family. I said friends, it must be nice to be rocky. Oh, yeah. I'm gaining that all back, slowing things down. Uh, at the office, everything's on automatic, automatic pilot. And you I'm have really, a great team. I mean, let's uh, yeah, face it. Great the folks in your office I'm just incredible. getting the time to Except just that Nimish guy. Well, there's always guy. one. There's always, always one. There's always one in every office. That <laughs> Nimish guy. Well, I, I just offered him five hundred to go streaking across. Uh, the I, know. Know. <laughs> I thought that would be great, like the Super Bowl. Nimish went streaking across the set. <laughs> they they shut the broadcast down <laughs> immediately. No, good for you, Rock. Because you know, Rock. You know, we were just talking last night. Um, you and I were having lunch literally ten years ago today, right, and we were right. turning fifty then. 
and we're talking about life. And you, I mean, you may look forty, but your sixtieth birthday is coming up next Friday. I'm Holy be cow! Happy birthday, old, Rock! So hey, Rock sixty! Wow. So yeah, it's good for you. It's time for you to relax and chill. And yeah, it's it's nice when you can actually cultivate the real relationships and bonds and kinships you have with your family and friends and spend more time with them. Uh, I plan on spending a lot more time with my parents. They're like 85 and 86. They're older. Uh, and it's just been great to slow down and really, really enjoy life and see it from the other side. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm glad you're getting the opportunity. Now, you, you outside of the cigar business, now you got some very popular lounges called Burns Lounge. Burn yes, Lounge. yes. Uh, you know, many of them have been closed through the pandemic. Yeah. So we've been struggling. So you got to that. experience the, the suffering on two sides. Exactly. Chipping the product and selling the product. Yeah. So, you know, luckily, the the manufacturing and the the sales side of the cigar business is there's a boom right now because the people at home they have an opportunity to enjoy more cigars so we can't make them fast enough i mean there's been a big back order situation throughout the entire industry and we're all trying our best and being a very very uh, a product that takes so much skill and artisan and quality control it's not something you can you know just pump out faster because we're all cognizant of keeping the the consistency and quality of our products, but certainly uh, the lounges are great. Uh, it's a great opportunity for people to to enjoy cigars in in a fun environment. And so slowly they're starting to open up. Naples is at full tilt. Good. Atlanta's at full tilt. How many do you have now? We have five. We've got one in Pittsburgh, one in Indianapolis, one in Atlanta, one in Naples, and one in Oklahoma City. So oh, cool. Um, but uh, you know they'll 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 get it back up and running. I mean Florida's amazing. We have an amazing governor. Uh, you know, things are, have been pretty wide open here. I just lucky. have to be smart. Yeah, we were You're very lucky. blessed compared to the Northeast. I went up there. Uh, you couldn't even get a meal. I stayed in a hotel. You had to carry your own luggage up. There was no water, no coffee, no food. It took me an hour and a half to find a place to just get lunch. Wow. Yeah. So it was oh, good. Now, when we originally were thinking about doing this event, Rock, we came to you and we asked you if you would make us uh, a, a, something special. Obviously, we're trying to plan this historic broadcast. And um, you made us this age limited rare, the ALRs, and tell us about the cigar and this specific great smoke release. Yeah, so that's been kind of our baby. You know, we have so many different brands and so many different varieties of cigars that uh, in the last several years, I decided to start making limited batches of cigars that I could age in a special humidor for two years. We would actually take aged tobaccos make the blend and put them away under lock and key for two years. So it wasn't like we went in there and smoked the cigars after four months, six months, 12 months, 14 months to see what the cigar developed and tasted like. We literally waited two years and we made 2000 boxes of three different sizes in the age limited and rare and they were sold out right away. And so I thought that would be a very, very special cigar. We made this in a special size called the Bala size. It's a size that was developed by Hamlet who comes from Cuba. I have no idea size. It's what not the quite a Spanish music is. But kind of is, is but, uh, I'm going to... Abe, you're muted. Let me unmute you. Un unmute yourself. Oh, yeah. I think that's... That was Georgie, I assume, sound testing in the background. That was Georgie Latko sound testing. And uh, he put on a good show, actually. He's a, a, a Spanish show. rock guitarist. Yeah. And he put on a good yeah, show, yeah, so yeah. I think... I was going to ask, because that coming from you, but that's exactly no, what it was. No, that's the first time I caught that. It's got to be Yeah, good. it was him tuning, tuning up, uh, because he was probably going out of entertainment right after this. Right. Set. 
I got it's kind of fitting for Rocky though. I got to be honest. It's like, you know, <laughs> Spanish guitar playing in the background while Rocky is right. It does. The it's ring a, gauge is a little bigger, shape. yeah, bigger in the middle, and tapers a little towards the end. And we made a hundred boxes of the age limit and rare. And these cigars have been aged for two years. That were made for you, and only a hundred boxes that were made. It's a great blend. Uh, it's and got this a lot is it. Of caramel, coffee, right? Espresso. One and That's done. That's it. One and done. One Once and done. Done. Uh, medium, medium to full. Uh, very well balanced. Uh, I would say that it's got a lot of notes of coffee, espresso, caramel, uh, and very well, very well balanced. Uh, San Andreas wrapper from Mexico. I think people are going to enjoy that cigar. Well, listen, thank you very much, Rocky. You've been one of the guys since the beginning of my career. Anytime I came to you with a crazy idea, you've always been supportive. I deeply appreciate it. It's time. companies and guys like you who continually support me and my offshoot ideas and why stuff like this happens. So thank you very much. And those of you out there right now, this limited edition product is going to go live right now. So it's available for sale. Go to thegreatsmoke.com, enter your store, and uh, hopefully you'll be lucky enough to get one of these 100 boxes made uh, by Rocky Patel. Well, 99 now <laughs> uh, for Rocky Patel. And uh, Rocky, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. I know like you got so much on your schedule and you taking your time to be part of this event man means a lot to me great to great to be here congratulations for pulling this off michael you're always a great host we know that we love you all and to everybody out there be safe enjoy your life take care and looking forward to seeing you out there somewhere all right stick around for a second enjoy this cocktail all right. Oh, that's kind of. <laughs> and, and, and that is when chaos ensued. That was the first go on the TGS releases, and and I mean, it just it went wild at that point. I think we crashed every single time. We had as much server boost and boost, but um, I just wasn't designed for a few thousand people to jump on it at once. Actually, you can have a couple thousand people jumping on it once and browsing. That happens all the time. Yeah. Couple thousand people jumping on trying to purchase stuff, and the crash. What people didn't understand was the crash wasn't from our end. It was the merchant processor that couldn't process all the orders at once. Right. You right. know, I I don't think people realize, but I think probably some of the biggest sites in the world, you know, maybe outside of Amazon, whatever, the odds that they're having two thousand purchases being attempted or close to it at the exact same second is like rare. Absolutely. Rare. Absolutely. And I rare. mean, and it's not just the people on the site, everybody's refreshing. So the more you're refreshing is you're just another person on the site. And I then mean, it, we had a TGS celebration sale going on that weren't the same deals or whatever, but people who wanted who weren't participating were able to go to our website and take advantage of some deals and a special a TGS celebration sale, we called it. And they, they were there buying too. Unbeknownst to what was going on virtually, no, it, it was a uh, it, it was it was a wild time. It, it was a wild time, but it, I mean, it, it, it was it was all part of the like you know never done before. We never did this before. We never had great smoke uh, limited releases released. Who you know we didn't know 
how the show was going to go. We didn't know how the sales were going to go. And, and it, it was it was cool to be a part of that because it was like totally uncharted territory. Might be a good time to run that little footer right there. Yeah, I, I ran it. I ran oh, it. I didn't see it. Okay. I yeah. ran it during the ad. Once again, folks, we're actually pre-recording this. We're not going to uh, be here uh, with you guys live on Saturday, but we wanted to have something for you. And we thought this would be a cool and kind of special uh, little idea to bring you some past TGS interviews to kind of share with us. Like, like you said, we're, you know, we haven't watched these through like this ourselves. I, I didn't realize that like Georgie playing, you know, kind of right. in the broadcast. So it's kind of cool. Cause we don't, we don't really get a chance to, to go back and, and just take the and, time. And to these are two years old now. So, I yes. mean, it really is a nice walk down memory lane. Who do we yes. got up on deck next? So up on decks next, up on deck next. If I did this right, um, I want to jump over to 2022 and and. Oh, and you're gonna go back and forth, not back and forth. because let, let, let people see we had I 2021 like and, and so, we so this was a different this. experience. Yes. Yeah. So 2022 was the first time ever. I think not just for us, it could be industry wide as well that we decided to take the virtual back to doing a virtual event, but let's continue with the live aspect. So on top of this big exhibit hall with the main stage, we had a little side stage where, um, who now we call him the official face of the virtual Great Smoke, Michael Herklotz had a little side set, was basically walking everybody at home through what was going on at the event. He worked with Paul and came around the field and tried to make people who were participating virtually feel like they were at the event. So it's not the studio look, it's not three solid sets, Everybody's moving and running around, going from the stage, coming off the stage, going to Paul, going to Kim. So it was kind of a very, very wild broadcast. So the only time, so people who were there live had no idea what was going on. Which brings a good point for some of our KMA listeners watching right now. This may be the first time if they were there live that they actually get a chance to see it from the virtual side as well. Though I do know a lot of people actually went later on and just watched it virtually again to experience it again. It's like watching two different ways. Right. Right. But the, the only time that, Everybody was doing the same thing. We're doing these special interviews that we had up on the main stage. So Michael would leave his virtual set, go up on the main stage. So everybody in the exhibit hall was watching and listening to the interview. And that part of the segment was coinciding with broadcasting out to everybody who was watching home at live. Right, right. So, I mean. So which 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 guest do we have for the first one? So we're, we're going to go with the first interview, which was Guy, Fieri, and Eric. Oh, that was a great, yeah, listen, what a great thing for Guy Fieri, just literally just launched a brand, comes to the Great Smoke, signs boxes, makes himself available to the public, and then gets on stage and does an interview. And what most people don't know is we were selling the boxes before the Great Smoke, not during it, because we knew people would want to get their boxes signed. And Guy had, I mean, literally, they jettisoned him down to Miami because he was the featured host of the Miami uh, Food and Wine Festival. Right. He had to be there by like two o'clock, three yeah. o'clock, something like that. And they were know, like, racing him down there. They were like looking at police escorts or chicken helicopters. What would be the quickest way to get him down there? So he really went to an extreme just to show up for those couple he, hours for everybody. He did. And and we, we we give we give Guy a lot of kudos around here, but in fairness, Guy has he's been really good to smoke in in general. He's been good to us. You know, to ask that guy, you know, this is a big deal for us. For for a guy like Guy, uh, like said, he's leaving here. He literally is 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 like streamlining his day so he can come spend time with us at the Great Smoke to then go to the Miami right. Food and Wine Festival all day. So, you know, again, kudos to him, man. He, he, he's he been good to us, and, and we appreciate it. So uh, let's take a look. TGS 2022 interview with Guy Fieri and Eric Espinoza. 
So th these aren't these. This was this was the the three second breaks we had of aerial footage just to show we had like right. three breaks just for timing and buffering. You need to, when you got a live broadcast, you got to buffer something. So there you go. Welcome back to the Great Smoke 2022. I'm Michael Herklotz with Ferio Tego Cigars. I have two great guests who probably need no introduction, but just for the benefit of those in the room who are, you know, living on a different planet, Guy Fieri, Eric Espinosa, uh, our first interview. Gentlemen, thanks for making the time today, huh? Thanks for having us. Absolutely. This is amazing. I heard about it. Abe told me what it was what was happening, and I didn't quite get it to this level, but this is, as we would say, this is off the hook. Good people, too. A lot of, a lot of folks enjoying it. I love the festivities. All the shirts. So thanks a lot for having me, man. This is very exciting to have you all here. Obviously, it's exciting. You've got a uh, cigar that's about to launch with Eric. You know, I think we talk a lot about um, the idea of food and cigars and the parallels. Uh, and I want to talk about that in a minute. But first, you know, Eric, we've known each other a long time. Your entire life um, is really about cigars and tobacco. Uh, going back to the very beginning, Guy, interestingly, your life goes back to culinary as a kid, but I'm curious, when did enjoying premium cigars become part of your life? Well, I graduated, I went to UNLV in Las Vegas, and cigars were always that premium that you could never afford. Um, but when I finally graduated and made a little bit of money, I think I made a whopping 22 grand when I got out of school, and there was a cigar shop in this little town in Long Beach, California, where I lived. And I didn't really know a lot of folks there. All I did was work, and I wasn't from Long Beach. So I would go down and hang out at this place called Churchill's. And it was right off the bat, the camaraderie, hanging out with a bunch of different folks, people you'd probably never, you know, bump into or know, and just sitting there and learning and talking about cigars and, and having that opportunity to just kind of engage with it. And so I've always been a fan. Um, multiple humidors. Uh, I've, I've gone through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've had the beetle. I've had, you name it, I've gone through it. And... Uh, it's been something in my career as a chef that I always wanted to do. So it's, it's been a long, it's been a long running program and I love it. It's so funny because I see all these folks here that came by and said hi when they were getting the cigars. And it, these are the kind of people, I mean, it, they're happy people. They're fun people. This is, this is an engagement. You know, this is like drinking great wine or great tequila. I think it's funny, you know, more about these, these parallels, obviously when you're, when you're creating a blend, uh, I assume you guys have kind of talked about this in the past, Eric, the, the idea of trying to create a blend that has balance, um, that, that gives you a little sweet, that gives you a little savory, that leaves you leaves your palate feeling better than, than before. Obviously, Guy has the same challenges creating a dish. Eric, talk about your blending process as you approach this project. This isn't just making a great blend, but it's making a great blend for a great chef. That's a very unique challenge. Walk us through kind of how that worked out yes eric please tell us about this <laughs> well actually it's what's one of the easiest things that we've done listen um a lot of you guys don't know he's a big cigar smoker okay I, and um we i asked him what he liked you know what is it that he wanted to do and uh, unfortunately because of the covid we couldn't go down to nicaragua he, he was ready set to go but we couldn't do it that way so we just send a lot of cigars um between the espinosa team him his team we tried it you know, we had like 20 different blends and uh, we all voted on the same one, which is what the product that we have now. You know, we have a Sumatra and we have an Ecuador. You know, the Sumatra, the Maduro, it's uh, a little bit medium to full. And then the Habano is a little bit uh, lighter with a little bit of bite. You know, that's what he likes. Um, he's a big, uh, what he likes to drink is heavy stuff. So I know what he likes. 
So it's very compatible. You understand? If you drink Bud Light, most of the time you you like Connecticut cigars. So we wanted something that you know we could appeal to the masses. You know, and that's and, what we created. And I'll tell you, he's been kind of like the. I've been going through Jedi training. <laughs> when we first met, we met a couple of years ago uh, through two friends, and I've always wanted to do a you know my own cigar. And so we met, and I we started talking. I said, you know what? Before we even get into this thing of making a cigar, he says. Let me see what you smoke, how you smoke. I mean, I, the first thing he did is you, he goes, he handed me a cutter. I said, I don't cut. He goes, okay, we're buddies. You know what I think is interesting? The, the premium cigars tend to be one of those hobbies um, that I think people um, jump to expertise too quickly in. And, and you know, if, if you think about being a chef, you can't just be a chef. You have to go to school to be a chef. You have to learn how to be a chef. And you, you may be a foodie. But to really have a have a, a disciplined palate to appreciate Food all those is clearly things, a reoccurring um, theme. It takes it's time. It takes smoke. practice, whether it's cooking or whether it's eating. And frankly, uh, I think the same applies to the premium cigar industry. And not enough uh, reverence and respect, I think, gets paid in our in our industry to the work that gets done by people like Eric. And I think your approach to this, um, which has clearly been not one of of just celebrity. But really, one of, of respect and admiration for the industry is is really quite admirable, and I, I just wanted to say that to you guys, because as an outsider watching, I really appreciate how you are approaching this. Well, this, thank you very much, and and I'll tell you this: uh, Eric was not quick to sign on for this. I that's how I originally approached him, is I want to do this, and I understand now, and especially after learning so much about other people that are in the celebrity world that have got into this, and they just want to put their name on something. I said I, that's not what I want to do. I want to be from the ground up on this. I want to make sure that we really do this together as a team. And we're 50-50 on this. I mean, and he's amazing, as you guys all know. Um, and the education is ongoing. I say this about cooks all the time and chefs. Uh, if you're not learning every single day something new about an industry or something that you, you enjoy, then you're really not in it. And as a chef, I learn every single day. And we, he sent me probably 50 different cigars. He said, okay, now what do you think of that cigar? Okay, now what do you think of that cigar? What did you like? What did you not like? And this has been going on for two years. And finally, I think I graduated. It's like I had to test. <laughs> and I graduated. He said, okay, I'm making cigars with what you, I think is your palate and the way you want it. I'm going to send them. And we smoked those for about three months. And that's when we made the decision. And it's been – but it has really been an ongoing process. And this is not a stamp deal. And was your approach to evaluating those blends – you know, it's when, – when you enjoy cigars as a consumer, right, that's a lot of fun. It's like going out to eat. It's a lot of fun. But all of a sudden, when you start approaching a blend as a blender, as a manufacturer, and you realize that you have to satisfy other people's palates, not just your own, I imagine it's a lot like cooking for yourself at home versus what do you put on a menu. Walk us through what that was like to start thinking differently about a hobby that you enjoy so much from your palate versus a consumer palate. And again, it was that, it was that same testing that we do when we're making a recipe for one of the restaurants. Um, I'll make it. I'll eat it. My chefs will taste it. And then I'll just go grab my family. My poor family has been put through the ringer of trying every recipe. We tried uh, cream of garlic soup 64 times before mm, I made a menu. Yeah. I mean, it was, sounds great. Yeah. I'm no, sure it was wonderful. dynamite, but my wife won't eat. She won't have cream of garlic soup ever again. But that's what we did is he sent me a bunch of the cigars and I gave them to my friends from the ones that smoke cigars to the ones that are uh, novices. And I just asked everybody to the same, uh, same polling and same paneling to say, what did you like? And I gave them the feedback. And that's what we want to do, because I think that, you know, everybody's got their style. I was a big Maduro guy forever. I mean, I thought the bigger, the bolder and actually the education that I've received 
you know, that, that Eric gave me and what I've started to learn about my own palate when I come to smoking cigars is I'm not always into that. You know, I, I like it after the meal, but if I'm smoking five, 10 a day, <laughs> hanging around with him, I smoke 15 a day. Yes. When, when you think about the experience of dining, there's uh, fast food, there's um, family restaurants, there's fine dining. Chicken guy. The, what's that, chicken guy? There, but there's, there's room for all those different experiences, right? In the premium cigar industry, it's the same thing. We have, we have very high-end luxury cigars. We have um, the most accessible cigars sold in, in uh, non-box bundles and, and everything in between. Uh, you have, uh, I think, a, a real uh, foothold in this idea of just accessible to everyone. High-end experience, but accessible to everyone. Was that the approach with the cigar? Did he read our playbook? I mean, this was exactly what we talked about. He said, what do you want to do with this cigar? I said, I want this cigar. I want it to be, I want everybody to enjoy this. I said, this is not about a money grab for me. And I this think it's, is it's authentic. And at the end of the day, we see all the time people try and come in too high, too low. They play in a pool that they don't know how to, how to play in or they don't know how to swim in. And to me, what feels great about this is this is total Guy Fieri. It fits the brand. It fits your personality. It's also, it fits, Eric, what you've done for so long. How was that? How did you sort of, approach that with with guy figuring out kind of where to position this product well we wanted to price point that everybody could enjoy it well so you know knowing him because we were friends before this segment started and uh i know he doesn't cut corners and anything he do and um when he approached me to make the cigars i told him i go look keep doing what you're doing um and he goes why wouldn't you want to make the cigar i said because a lot of celebrities have tried it and it's never and worked. failed. And it failed. Not and he asked big. me, why did it fail? Because they never did anything to, you know, to promote the cigar. They think just because it has their name on it, it's going to sell. And um, it took us a long time. It took us a couple of years. And he said, he's all in. And uh, this man has, every time he's given me his word, he's fulfilled it. You know, he's got to be back, you know, in about an hour. You know, he's doing the uh, food and wine festival and he's got interviews and all that. So he's got to be back in an hour. As soon as we're out of here, we got an escort. We got to, you know, try the uh, with the cop. This is this is a special event for real cigar enthusiasts. And I don't think a lot of celebs would go out of their way to come to an event like this. And uh, we certainly appreciate it. It speaks volumes again to, to your authenticity as a cigar smoker. Now, as a cigar maker uh, with Eric, um, final words for the for the group about your brand, about your products. Well, I'll just the, there's a really key point to this that is so important. So when I when I first got on TV, the I made this brand called Knuckle Sandwich, and that's what all my companies fall under. And I, I've been asked millions of times to put it on wine, to put it on different products, and so forth. And I've never lent that brand uh, to anything because it's my brand. I mean, it's like the, it's the brand. Sure. And this was kind of like the crown jewel for me and for Eric to make the deal that we were going to call it Knuckle Sandwich. And so there, there's no failing at this. There, we're not half-assing this. I, I am at the Food and Wine Festival. It's my week. As a matter of fact, I have a demo in about two hours and then my big dinner. And I told Eric and I told Abe when I was at the shop, I said, I'll be there. So uh, they, we, we busted ass, got here today. Uh, we got to turn around. I got to be on stage at 2.30. But I came here because I wanted to thank everybody that's giving us the support and to, uh, and to share with Eric that, uh, 
you know, I'm I'm in this to win this. So we're gonna we're making it happen. Have it all. You need you want to do one more? Yeah, but before you go, um, I just want to uh, show you guys something. If you think this man don't know about cigars, uh, here, guy, um, would you like a cutter? Are you kidding me? So how, how do you cut your cigars, guy? So this is one of the things, and I do, I did this before, but this was like our test, like whether or not we were going to be cigar buddies and hang out. He says, he hands me a cigar. We were at the Lowe's Hotel, hands me a cigar, and he throws the cutter and the lighter on the table like this, and I just take the, he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking the cap off. He goes, ah, there you go. Friends forever. Well done. Guy Fieri, thank you very much for joining us. Eric Espinosa, thank Thanks you for so much guys. for joining thank us. You. Have a thank great uh, food and wine festival, and uh, let's hear from our friends at Rabbit Air. Keys out air. So I tell you a funny thing. I still cut my cigars. Whatever. Listen, it's funny because I bite. I, I know. I know you do. I know you're. I, I bite. In fact, if we're out, my wife hands me her cigar. She will rather I bite it before she lets someone cut it. Um, is that you? Or is that that is not me. That is. But that some, could be me. Or no? No, it's not you. It's the same car right here that keeps going off. It's oh. probably somebody with their keys in their pocket. <laughs> And keeps and then there's probably somebody in the shop. It's going off three times. So I tell you what's convenient, right? So I'm watching this. Um, well, I might have to go back and rewatch it because you may have cut it. But like you know, I'm people. If you're not noticing, I've been bouncing in and out of the screen because I'm, I'm I'm actually here working. Alex just figured it would be a good night since I'm working late. I'm actually working on the timeline for the production, so I'm bouncing in and out and I'm working on it and I'm watching this and I'm noticing the tight start to the beginning of the interview. So I want to make sure I tell the director, because look, you could see it in the background there. The, the, the stage looked amazing, right? It was the Hawaiian luau theme. We had two volcanoes. I don't know if that got in those. So I'm going to tell him start from a wider full stage view and then zoom into the interview. Now he may have done that, but I'll have to go back and watch. But these are the kind of cues that I have to put for the director to let them know what to do. So um, it was kind of good timing to actually have seen that part of the the broadcast but you know i'm telling you i am so impressed with guy and his determination and his so far consistency of really backing his brand and his product and really taking this cigar seriously as part of his knuckle sandwich brand so you know kudos uh you're on mute or i'm or i'm not hearing you I'm on mute because the damn thing is okay. going off. And I and and what I was gonna say, you you can you can see that because at that point with the interview, they had literally had just released the knuckle sandwich, you know. And 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 we yeah. fast forward to now, they've they've released the chef's edition, the Connecticut, 55. just released the fifty five, right? So this this was not like a one and done deal. Let's throw guy's name on it. I'm, you know, they're they're still invested. This is a uh, knuckle sandwich is a is a real brand that's going to be here. It's not just some cigar that guy slapped his name on. Definitely doesn't look like it's going to be one of those fly-by nights at all. Right, right. So, uh, well, we're about an hour in. So far, this experiment, I think, has gone pretty well. Hey, it's definitely been interesting and fun. You know, I, miss, so, I miss the rhetoric of the comments. You of know, course, of course. Kind of, of course. Kind of, I keep looking there. I'm like, God, no one, you and know, I, I know, and there's no, no comment. No anything. But, um, yeah, guys, we definitely want to hear your feedback on this type of stuff because, you know, this, this is this – is, different and you know if you're into this type of thing we'll, we'll definitely do more of these um you know um for us to do something like this on a tuesday night wednesday night you know we're here anyway so 
Um, you know, we, we definitely want to hear your feedback. But we're, we're going to do a quick commercial in typical KMA fashion. Yeah, we're going to do a commercial. Like 20 minutes early? Oh, you know, I'm looking. I don't know no, when No, no, no. Right. I got I'm I'm to I'm I'm look. I don't have time. I don't have I'm time to like do another. We got 20 minutes to the top of the hour. We can squeeze one more in. <laughs> So we're going to do a quick commercial and then come back and we'll watch a couple more interviews. Seeing a few guys. Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. St. Louis Ray Carinas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carinas. Surgeon. Honest Steve here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. If you're wondering why everybody last year was calling it the best cigar event in the country, it was evident the day tickets went on sale. VIP tickets sold out in one day. That's right. They are all gone. Don't message us. Don't PM us. I'm sorry. There's nothing we could do. But there are still plenty of general admission tickets and virtual tickets. Once again, we'll be offering this event virtually as well as live. So for those of you who can't make it down, you'll be able to enjoy the festivities from the comfort of your own home. Michael Herklotz, Kim Keeney, and Paul DeGracco will be returning to be your co-hosts for your virtual experience. Whether you're coming down live or we're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest great smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. If you're coming down live, you'll get your package the day of the event. If you order your virtual ticket, they'll start shipping weeks prior to the event in early March. For those of you coming down, we have four full epic days of fun. We start off with Drew Estate and Jonathan Drew. Thursday night, our headquarters here in Boynton Beach. Friday night, two events. Steve Saka here at headquarters. And Evan Darnell once again returns to host our pre-event dinner with the Red Meat Lovers Club. Going off the top this year. I've seen the menu. It'll be up on the site soon. Incredible dinner. And our host, feature host this year, Michael Herklotz of Ferio Tego Cigars, who's made a very special cigar, especially for those attending the pre-event dinner. Saturday morning, we are starting early with the first ever tailgate party being hosted by the distinguished Ruffius and Eric Espinosa 
there'll be a very special cigar made exclusively for that event for the first 100 attendees who go to the tailgate party. And of course, the main event will be Saturday afternoon. And then that night, after the main event, you can head back to our headquarters here. We'll have the man himself, Boofy Matt Booth, Room 101 Cigars, capping it all off with a beautiful Sunday brunch once again before everybody goes home from what we hope will be another historically, epically fun weekend. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. Oh, I didn't know if you were going to be ready. I was I was waiting, man. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting, man. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of this very pre-recorded special edition of KMA Talk Radio. Alex and I actually are on a Tuesday night pre-recording it. And we were short a couple people to work KMA this week. So um, we decided this would be a better idea than doing a best of. Um, in the spirit of the upcoming 17th annual Great Smoke event, which is now live and virtual, uh, it's been two years prior to now, we thought we'd take you down a trip down memory lane and uh, replay some of the highlights of the interviews we've had over the last two years during our Great Smoke events. And speaking of which, there'll be five interviews this year uh, up on stage at the Great Smoke events. We're going to have um, Steve Saka. Alec and Bradley Rubin. Now, listen, if you're watching this, I'm telling you, have you checked? Can you check real quick? Do you know the link where that money's at? You, I, start, you know, we were, we were kind of coaching that this was going to be really easy. And we're coming to like, wow, this guy in his car, huh? I know, what? this guy in his car won't stop. So we're currently at 7,500. So it's been 75 now for like a week or two. And, uh, and of course, she's got to open the door. Of course. Why not? I mean, what better time to open the door than when the alarm is? Actually, hold on, hold on. Listen, I'm, 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 I, I gotta, I gotta deal with this. Uh, it stopped again. But we'll, we'll no, see. but I gotta deal with this. I know. Uh, hey, listen, somebody's car keeps going off back in the alarm, and we're doing a broadcast. So, can you see whose car it is? And if they can't figure out what their alarm is doing, ask them to kindly move it a little bit away from the door. Tell them to take their hey. damn keys out of their pocket. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no frills. We'll we'll just do customer service while we're broadcasting live. Is it you? <laughs> right here. Yeah. It's it's Chad. Oh, oh my God! Smoke of course, it's Chad. Chad. Now now he's got to get humiliated when we come come back in because that, absolutely. That's hilarious. Absolutely. That's hilarious. Look, you oh, that. Smoke in social. In fairness, it's a rental, so he didn't exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Always oh good to have Chad God. come by. Smoking socialite Chad. We, we, I only knew you were the problem. I'm the problem. I literally intercom the guys in the phone. You tell that guy to move his fucking car. I'm the can't figure out. Were you sitting on the alarm? Is that what I guess on? it's in my pocket. That's hilarious. Uh, but I say definitely somebody with their keys in their pocket. I forgot what I was talking about. What were we talking about? Um, I don't know. Keys and alarms going off. Oh, but, uh, yeah, the, the interviews oh, coming no, up. No, the mustache. The stash. Oh, the stash. Yes. We need to we need to make a rally, people. Ten thousand dollars for the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County. You know, you can't comment on here. You should it says add a destination to post comments. You should if you posted a comment now, will it be in the live feed? I don't know how that works. 
I don't know. I, that but, I don't know. Listen, go, go find it. Ask us, PM us, find it. But there, so, there's I a, wonder. There's a link to a GoFundMe page. Bradley Rubin, if we hit $10,000, we're at seventy five or 7600 almost now. If we hit $10,000, he will have a barber shave his mustache live on stage during the Great Smoke for everybody there and everybody in the world to watch and see. So. I, I will make sure I put the link in the in the description on YouTube yes. and Facebook so you guys you're watching yeah. this you can go ahead and, and and let's let's shave that stash. Yeah, I'm telling you, if we hit it during the market, it will happen at the end of this interview. So that's the second interview they got. Then they got Robert Holt of um, one of my favorite TGS releases here, Evening Stock. Uh, yeah. Rafael Nodal, Altus USA, extremely interesting guy pleasant guy to talk to and the godfather himself ernesto perez carrillo those are the five interviews uh you could look forward to this year uh during the great smoke so that being said who's up on deck so you know i'm coming to realize we're already an hour in we're not going to get to everybody oh so um, now you gotta make choices you gotta uh, make choices don't, don't, a lot of pressure so <laughs> i want to i want to take a look back at the the first steve socket interview from 2021 and, uh, you know, taking a look at Steve Saka in full Steve Saka form. He, you know, and I kind of previewed this one, and, and it, it's total Steve Saka and Steve Saka form. I think, he, I think it was a few sheets to the wind by the time. He was, like, second to the last at that point, too, and he was hanging out, and he was having a good time. So, yeah. A little bit before he got on stage. So- Saka was on one. So I'm going to get this one queued up, and uh, we, we will take a look at Steve Saka at the Great Smoke 2021. Here we go. Let's give it up to my man, Steve Saka. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Back up, back up. That, that, that lens ain't wide enough. Back oh. up. There you go. Oh, he, hey, he's looking limber. I know. Look strong, at you. Strong, strong. Wait, right down there. Right here. there you gentle, go. Gentle, gentle. There you go. go. There you go. That's rented glass. Yes. How you doing, brother? Have there. a seat. Have a Good seat. What's up, you, my, my man? Friend. How you doing? Fabulous. This is this is a man who's obviously full. Full <laughs> happy. Are you saying full of myself? Is no. that what you're saying? We starting off that way? No, not at all. Clearly on one. So, Stevie, how was the trip down? Ah, let's not talk about that. I already told him I'm going to hijack this shit. So knock yourself out. I, I got a few things. Look, it's very rare that I have the opportunity to talk to this many people. So <laughs> Number one, I want to give a shout out to my factory partners, Oida Nicaragua and Nicaraguan American. What I do is not possible without them. Yes, and um, they put up with you. And you know what that means. Yes, <laughs> I mean kudos to those guys. Yeah. Number two. I gotta, I gotta thank the retailers that had faith in me, and you in particular, Abe. I mean, look, you got me on here with legends, you know, Carlito Fuente for God's sake. Are you kidding me? What? You guys are just paling around. You're paling around in the lobby over the green room. Unreal. And number three, I have to give a shout out to all the people that smoke my cigars because any success that I'm enjoying is because not that they buy my cigars. Thank you. Please keep on them. I want your money. But oh, that's a new tune. But. It's the fact that they share their love and their passion for them with their friends and family. And I want you to know, I, I don't take it for granted. I really don't. I will always do my absolute best to earn that respect over and over again. 
And then, of course, finally, I have to, I have to, like, it's like a Grammy speech, right? Right. So you get the hey, you came out with your own Grammy Award. Right. I got my own other thing, and that is I got I to gotta give a shout-out to everyone in my company. I mean, we're a small crew. We're a small family company. You know, it's my eldest son, John. It's Yvonne. It's Dave Lafferty. It's Amber. It's Allie. We got Casey on the team now. I mean, but the number one, the number one most important person at Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust is my wife, Amen. Cindy Saka. Amen. Not only has she put up with my ass for 40 years almost, she is she is not my partner in life. She's my partner in the business. And she is absolutely integral to it. And I want, I think she knows it, but I want everyone else to know Good. it. Good. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust would not exist if it was not for Cindy Saka. And I want you, babe, to know I know it. I love you. Thank you. Oh, nice. So, sentimental. Let's talk tobacco. some cigars. Let's talk some tobacco, or let's talk some smack. I'd rather do the smack. <laughs> smack, I knew. I don't know what they fed you over there before you got here, but this is a different Steve Zaka diet. Normally, I would expect it. Oh yeah, I had to fly in and get. I just want to preface this real quick, Abe. If you can hop back in real quick, I I forgot. So, Steve was actually in Boynton. Doing a red meat lovers event, right? And then scurried yeah, over. Kind of, they did some kind of no, that was no, a, that was that no, they did was, a, yeah. a lunch or a dinner. I can't remember. Like a but lunch he back and forth. He was in Boynton doing something live with Evan Darnell because even though this was completely virtual, there were people who were like, We're coming, right? Coming, coming from all right, over yeah. to kind of right. be around. So right. they did some vert they did some food while they were broadcasting this to everybody in the shop. Then he ran to Boynton for his interview, and then he went ran back over there. Right, right, right. All right, back to the interview. Get ready for the show. No. They, had me, they had me come, and there was a makeup chair. My right butt cheek couldn't per fit Perfect, you. Steve. You know, I noticed, I, know what I noticed that the uh, – that the All right, uh, we're going to go down this road. Priming, <laughs> that, that this particular priming is about a 14, and I was hoping <laughs> for a 16. You, the, you want to talk smack. I mean, come what on. I, what I don't understand is – as a fat man, I'm sitting next to him, for God's sake, oh. which is terrible. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, I, I made sure you sat next to me. I look pretty good I'm right now. I'm glad that Kim isn't between us, because if Kim was between us, well, that I mean, at least balance out the couch. I mean, good God. <laughs> but you, you as a fat man, you got a desk. Yes. Me, I'm on full display. Full display. Oh, my God. Let me help. Let me help. Oh. I can't see it. You know what oh. I mean? And, and, and wait, and hold on. Tell, tell me what you want fine. for Christmas. That's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> tell me what you'd like for. You know what he wants for Christmas? Uh, when, when Michael's launching his own new company this year, yes. okay? Yes. What he wants for Christmas is he wants all of you to try his cigars and give them a fair, honest shot. Yes. Amen. This yes. man works hard. Amen. He deserves it. Yes, thank you. Great stuff. Hey, I have a question. That's where it started. Right, right. That's where Saka Claus was born. So, uh, you are a, a larger than life personality. We're already in a fat and, joke. And, no, no. Um, and you really have done an amazing job. Through amazing job. Someone's drinking right now. Uh, uh, you, you've always been incredibly ahead of um, the curve when it comes to engaging your community in the early bulletin boards. Um, all that you've always done a great job, and I and I think people just associate you always with tobacco, 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 tobacco. I'm very curious. What did 16 year old 
Steve Saka want to be? What were the dreams wow. of a 16-year-old Steve Saka? Well, because for, for a lot of, of us that did not have the, the good fortune of like a Carlito right. story or a, or a Newman I, I story. I know what it is. It was a Chippendale dancer. No, it was. It was. I wanted to bang Deborah Jo Fondren. She was like playmate of the year from like, uh, what year was that? She was like, oh my God. When I was 16, you were better, all I'm you were better off with Chippendale dancer. I think, I, I think maybe, I, let me try the question. You asked what I wanted when I was 16. I told you what I want. He said, what do you want to inspire to be, not what to do? Yeah, maybe, oh. uh, yeah. Career-wise, you know if I was thinking Let a little... Let me say this. I have been somebody that there's never been any grandmaster plan. I enlisted in the Navy when I was 17. Cindy and I got married 19. We had a baby almost immediately. And I've been just... I've been a grinder. You know, I've always had to grind. I've always had to work. You know, my dad came to this country not speaking English. My wife's side of the family, her, her dad was a foundry worker. I mean, we were, we were both very blue-collar. And, uh, and I've never lost touch with that. And, you know, on the, on the engaging with the community, I'm not engaging with the community. I am the community. I, I'm that guy. I'm still a cigar geek at heart. That's who I am. For those of you that don't know, back when I moved to Florida in 97, 8, something like that, Steve was a patron in my first store mm -hmm. my, when I had one shop. He would sit in the shop. Hey, Steve. Hey. <laughs> You got anything good? You really smile? believe that was my personality? <laughs> Honestly, let's be serious. You're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was. He was. And then and then you moved. You you were living in yeah, Jupiter. Um, no, no, no. I wasn't I was doing a job. Work. Okay, you were doing work. I was, down, I was here. down there for a long time, but I we lived up in New Hampshire. Okay. I didn't I didn't move to Miami until I became president. No, of but then you, you finished your work, so I didn't see you for years. Right. Then I'm on a trade show floor, and there's this guy who's just sitting in my lounge. I mean, who's this guy? And that's when you started working with JR. Yep. Lou Rothman. Yep. Uh, I'm like, what he are you gave doing me, here? He gave me a huge uh, opportunity, and uh, I don't know if Lou will see this, but shout out to you, my friend. Uh, He's in I town. Learned, He's I learned town. so much from Lou Rothman, and I can't say he was like a, a mentor kind of guy. He wasn't like, let me tell you how to do this. Let me explain this to you. Exactly. He's one of those guys that every time he said something, you should be paying attention and listening exactly. because you would learn something from him. And I was basically side by side with him for, for like four years. And I, I learned so much and I'm so grateful, uh, you know, cause I was a huge cigar geek, a huge into tobacco, but look, cigars, tobacco are part of what we do, but there's also the business of cigars yeah. and the business of cigars is what makes it such a hard, hard challenge. So you can be the greatest cigar maker in the world, but you have to figure out how to get them to the people and you have to figure out how to get the people to smoke them. You have to figure out how to get the retailer to represent the brand. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough gig and you know it. Yeah. You know it, you've been through it and uh, we'll see what happens, but man, it's, 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 a, it's a rough gig. So you just, you just came back from Nicaragua. Uh-oh, I just realized something. What? I forgot to thank David Lafferty on my team. No, no, you did. Did I? Yes, you did. You mentioned him by name. All right. But he's, he's certainly deserving of another. David Lafferty's amazing. <laughs> David Lafferty. Let's get up with David Lafferty again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I worked with Dave closely for a year or two. And yeah. Dave's, tremendous guy. Dave's a great guy. Tremendous guy. But you just got back from Nicaragua. Yeah, I was the first white boy to make it back. How surprising is that? Wow. And how was it? Let me say this. So I'm in Nika. I'm driving around the truck, right? People are yelling in the street, Saka! Saka! I thought I was hitting shit. Because they just hadn't seen anybody fat and white for like That's a year. Funny, you know what I mean? So like the first two days, like everyone just screaming my name out as I'm That's driving around funny. town. 
That's great. But <laughs> nice to be back. Yeah, look, I have to be back. I'm, I'm a real hands-on guy. And to be honest with you, I'm way behind the curve for 2021. Everything I did in 2020 that got released was work that I had done in 2018 and 2019. So for me, it's I, I, I have to do it myself. It's part of what I do. And it's part of me being I a pain it. in the ass. I, I I'm a pain it. in the ass. I know I'm a pain in the I ass. I get it. But that's that's what I, that's, that's the only way I can operate. I got to do it myself. What are you most looking forward to in this spirit of returning to normalcy? What's the thing that you're most excited to I know to he's sort of not looking forward to is probably all the traveling. Um, he hit the road a lot. Yeah, I, I worked the road. Um, I, you know, what I look the most forward to is to be able to take those monthly trips to Nika because I really need to be in Nicaragua about seven active work days of every month in order to make sure that everything is going the way I want. Um, this last year, we were doing the, the quality control checks on our end, and I probably destroyed maybe 10, 11,000 cigars, opening oh. boxes, you know, because that's normally something that every month when I'm there, I can look at the production before it gets put in the boxes. And I haven't been able to do that. And look, when you're a small guy like me, obviously I know the jokes, but when you're a little guy like me, <laughs> everything is stacked against you. The big companies, they have the shelf space, they have the sales team, they have the marketing dollars, they have the, they have the brand recognition. So the only thing that I can do is my cigars have to be not only as good as, but they must be better. They have to be better because that's the only place that I can compete because at every other level, I, I can't compete. I just can't. And the only way that that's really possible is if I'm there. So that's the part that I'm looking forward to the most is being able to just do my job the way I want to do it. Well, I think it's fair to say if we look at all of the ratings that came out this, this past year for last year, all of the lists, big and small, uh, as represented by the half wheel consensus, bro, your cigars are speaking for themselves. I pay all those bloggers off. Well, you do a hell of a job. In the mail. A hell of a job. I think your work is clearly paying off. You make great products. Thank you. I appreciate that. In all seriousness, you know, the project we work on, did you ever think that Red Meat Lovers Club would have such a, a I mean, look, I mean, we got beat up this year on it. I mean, uh, yeah. And, and let me say this we, it wasn't our goal. Look, I don't believe in limiting cigars. If people want to buy them, I want to make them. The only limit is if I can't make them the same quality and consistency, that's the limit. Right. So like with Red Meat Lovers, we had done that before. I had the materials, but we had to pull the trigger in March of last year to know how many to make. Yeah. And I don't remember March. We were, we were like, is it a zombie apocalypse? We had no clue. So we're picking out a number of cigars that we're going to maybe sell in November, right? And we were conservative. And as a result, well, we, we, did, we picked a middle number I in know, between the two thought, years. But so, you know, it's not our goal to disappoint the consumer and then not be able to smoke a red meat lovers. I agree. And I, I think we're going to find a way to fix that this yep. year, aren't we? We're going to announce it in March. In fact, I'll announce it here first. Everybody's watching the great smoke. I mean, what are we going to do in March? I'd already talked with Steve Saka. We're going to get, look, the one thing as a retailer I try to always say is my job is to please people, right? I'm a make people happy person, not disappoint people. So um, there was a lot of people who didn't get a chance. And then there were some people who obviously, when you have cigars like this, they, they, and we limited people, but they're aftermarket. So because there's such a high demand, so we're right. going to solve that problem. Yeah. We are going to, we're going to take orders and reservations in March for a very little fee. You reserve your red meat lovers. You don't have to worry about when it comes in, how it comes in. 
going to the website, the website crashing, fighting everybody. Love crashing your website. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crashing, <laughs> it's been crashing all, day. all day. It's been crashing all day. But yeah, for a very small fee, you could you could reserve your Red Meat Lovers Club. You can reserve how many you want. Doesn't matter. And then when they come in, a link will be sent to your email. You can complete the payment like a deposit, like a deposit, very oh, small great. deposit. It'll automatically ship to you. It's the first time we're ever going to do it. But this way, we won't disappoint anybody. You know, you'll have a three-week window to go. No rush. You don't got. Then I'll be able to start my production. And in we March. start the production, and we can make everybody happy who wants to be happy. Great idea. Enough Red Meat Lovers Club. So, you guys are always thinking ahead. Yeah, Good idea. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it. now. Look, many times, look, Steve Soccer and I are, are on top of business, but we're very personal friends. We're good friends. His wife is godmother to one of my daughters. We, Which really pisses me off because I'm not the godfather to that daughter. I don't know what that says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But gloss over that. We're good friends. Steve is always supportive. But, you know, every time I come to Steve, I always have to do a 30-minute conversation until he finally just says yes. I even just try to say, why don't you just cut to the chase because you're going to say yes anyway. But I still got to go through it. But this week, Steve Saka decided to hijack my event, throw his own little thing on it. He made his own raffle and prize. And what did I say? I said, do whatever you want to do. Just let me know. I was going to do it anyway. I was going to do it anyway. Didn't have to listen to anything. But tell our listeners, because I don't want to be the one to explain this. Tell our listeners this this, this right. added feature that you right. basically so commandeered on your own. If you If you're a ticket holder... And you buy the limited edition, the DTT, which we will talk about, which which we'll talk talk about. about. You are instantly in a raffle for one of the mega soccer squatches. These are really, really rare. Nice. And uh, these are only meant for stores. They cost me about $350 because of the mold cost on them. And so far, there's only one consumer that's won one in a raffle. And then there's that one uh, whacked out chick that stole one from a cigar. <laughs> I was just gonna say, so two, right. two, right. two, two consumers out there. So if you buy if you buy that, you're in for that. Awesome. In addition to that, if you buy any of my products today, you're in a raffle for a $500 gift certificate from my friends at Smoke In to uh, to buy any Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust cigar. And you, you can want. buy it on either site. Our normal Smoke that's In true site. For, that's true for the ticket holders, and that's true for the non-ticket right. holders. For the $500 if you gift buy card. something today from Smoke In that I make. You're in for the $500 prize. Which we will get you the data and you will do the drawing next week. That is week correct. And, and next winners. Friday, after you guys get your orders sorted out, yep. tentatively we're saying Friday, but yep. I know you're going to have a lot of work to do. As soon as they get me the numbers, I'm going to do a Facebook Live and uh, we'll figure out who's going to get the goodies. Very cool. There you have it. Steve. Very cool. Steve Sockar making an already epic event more epic. So that's awesome. So, Steve, you know. Uh-oh. I, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh! Who's going to tell him no? Carlito's got it's it. It's yours. Make him sign it. Yeah. Would you like me to sign that for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. The masked bandit. What? I don't know if Steve ever got that back. What, what Carlito doesn't know is he took my socket squatch. That's right. from my store. I brought it back to the store over here. <laughs> All right. So, Steve, look, always working hard, under pressure. You made this this special release, or you had this. Tell, tell me about this. Where it all began. How are you going to say DDT EX-38? Tell me about this. This is a perfect example of how anally retentive I am. This is a blend that I started working on in 2016. There's a tobacco variety grown in Costa Rica that they typically call Moron. Moron is a San Andreas seed that they grow in Costa Rica. That's the name they give it. 
Um, it's grown primarily as a wrapper crop, but they ended up with, there's always, when you grow tobacco, you end up with leaves of all different sizes. And there were a lot of little pequeño, pequeño, really small, short, tiny leaves that you really couldn't make into a cigar wrapper. So I started playing with it as a Lajero, you know, and it's got this, and I know this is not going to help sell these cigars, but I'm just going to be honest with you. It's got this weird kind of like almost a, a musty chocolatey kind of soft red pepper nature. It's just a really unique taste. So I wanted to play around with it. So I started making this blend and it, the EX stands for extraterrestrial because it's this weird tobacco that I had never done. I always, in the factory, I have to give it some sort of code name because they get confused because I'm always making so many sample ligas. And the 38 on it, this is actually the 38th iteration of this blend. I've never been satisfied with it. And I actually put it on the shelf in 2018 because I was just done screwing around with it. You know, you kind of work yourself in the circles. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I put it on the shelf. Abe says, hey, I want something special for the great smoke. I'm like, you know what? That's a really weird blend. That's a unique blend. Who gets to smoke Costa Rica Marone as a Lajaro? I don't think there's another cigar that I know on the market that's like that. And so I, I, I made these. I made these. Um, last minute we made them on like december 10th it was like literally the last couple days the factory was open and uh i'm actually like i'm now wondering what didn't i like about it because it's pretty fucking good it really is <laughs> look there you go he, steve, steve shipped us two of these for product marketing you know product photography and you know as confident as it's sounding today like he called me up and goes what did you think now my response was um how would I know? I'm not opening these up. I got like 200 to sell the He goes, no, no, those are yours. Smoke them. And I got you 200 coming. And I smoked them. And actually, it was, I, I posted that day. It was, it was a fire. So it was a good, it, it was a really, really good cigar. And everybody out there, here we go. The website's going to crash. 200 of these 10-count bundle packs are going on sale right now. Good luck. Thank you. Awesome. There you go. Oh, so thank you very much, Steve. What else you got going on? Where's the, what's the plan from here? Ah, uh, man, I, right now, and and God bless, God bless our customers. Uh, they got me in a they got me in a tailspin. We are just so behind on sober Mesa Brulee and Blue and Miquerita and Umbagog and Sin Compromiso. I I I, I, I I'm so thankful that I'm just. Uh, Man, I, I, I just got to work. I got to grind harder. I got to work harder. That's all there is to it. That's okay. I, I'm going to throw that gopher project. What is it? What was it? Gopher or beaver? What was it you said? Uh, you, want, you want the woodchuck. The woodchuck. The woodchuck, yes. I heard the woodchuck story. Wood I'm like, all right, I want that cigar. Yeah, We're going to make that cigar. The woodchuck. Absolutely. What was that story? You saved the woodchuck on the side no, of the road? No, that wasn't what it was. I had this woodchuck. It's living under a shed. It destroys everything. It eats everything. It's, it's a big fucking rat is what a woodchuck is. So <laughs> I, I catch the wood. I, I had the woodchuck. I'm trying to shoot the woodchuck. Woodchuck smart. This woodchuck was in Caddyshack, right? Can't get this woodchuck. I finally get. I finally catch the woodchuck. It's a woodchuck. I'm going to shoot it. So I put a picture online. And next thing I know, I got people going, you can't kill the woodchuck. That's terrible. That's this. That's that. Boom, boom, boom. And just so everybody out there understands, most places you're not legally allowed to relocate a woodchuck because they're considered a nuisance. Oh, really? Okay. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a GoFundMe page. Eight people complained at me. It cost $375 for the animal people to come in and relocate the woodchuck. Here you go. <laughs> go to this web link. Donate $25. bucks. you are telling me that I'm worse than Hitler. Here's a chance. Put your money where your mouth Save is. Save the woodchuck. And, and if, you, if I raise the $375, 
I'll donate another 375 to my local animal shelter. I wasn't being cheap. Right. Just, I was like, this isn't acceptable. You know what? Of those eight people, not a single person donated a single penny. Right? So, they so took the time to tell me how evil I right, was, right. but they didn't even make a $5 GoFundMe contribution right. to save the woodchuck. Right. So all words, all bullshit. So I reached out to my cigar pals. And uh, what did, I can't even remember. We raised like $4,000 for the animals. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, we wow. We did it in like 48 hours. And what happened to the woodchuck? Woodchuck, uh, this very, very nice looking uh, lady driving a Subaru came and took the woodchuck and woodchuck said, she, uh, said relocated. she was going to relocate it. I don't know what she did if she dropped it off my property. I mean, <laughs> well done. I, I, the woodchuck is still chucking wood. Yes, the woodchuck is still chucking wood. All right. Thank you, Steve. Steve. No, I no, appreciate no. it. Everybody give it up for Steve Saka. See you, brother. I appreciate it, my man. Thank you, Stevie. No, no, thank you, brother. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Thank you so much. Exit stage left. Right. I'm going there. Right. That's funny. That was, that was a good one. That, um... That that actually that release started the craze that we actually had to do a, a stock is second chance, second chance drop and uh, look how far it's come along three years straight. This is my personal pack. Sorry, folks. Three years straight. You're not getting that one. Yeah, three years straight. This one sold out. Sold out in one day. Right. Three years straight. Right. So. Kudos to Steve for continually making epic, epic projects and cigars. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. So, who's up on So we got time for one more, and no surprise. Obviously, I, I have to pick the Carlito Fuente interview from 2021. Um, it was the most Abe knew. I, I, mean, I kind of figure you were. Well, I, there's so many parts to this interview, and and it, it was really a touching and heartwarming side of Carlito. And, and, and then at the end, the whole, which I'll get into, I'm going to stop it for a minute with, with the, with the, uh, auction. Auction, I mean, which was totally improv that like none of, you know, when you watch this, just realize that the beauty of Michael Herklotz. Yeah. None of that was part of the script. And, and, and Michael Herklotz was just in full form during this interview. And that was his, a uh, pro cigar festival auction auctioneer mode kicked in, but, you know, when we were doing the digital experience, I knew most most consumers had no idea of what they were going to experience. That no one could even conceive of that whole set and what was being going on. So I said I needed to draw something to try to get people excited about having this virtual event because I had seen a couple other major events who had their virtual events, and sure. it's no, I'm not. I'm, not trying to put them down anyway it's just something that no we it's, in, it's in this format it's right not it's what we could do talking and multiple guys and that's not what we want and you can see by the interviews and the setup and the stage you know we took it to a whole nother level but people weren't going to understand that so i said let me try to create something to get people excited so i reached out to some of my friends longtime friends in the industry and um, they all came through but you know when i reached out to carlito and he agreed to do something never in our wildest dreams that I expect that he was going to do something under their legacy flagship brand, Opus X. So, you know, he made this TGS edition Opus X, which I could confidently say has to be the greatest unicorn cigar in the history of our industry. I don't think any other cigar has truly been produced in such a limited production of this caliber. And then these boxes, I believe, retailed for. Three fifty four hundred. 
400 I think it was. So these were $400 for a 10-count box, and they were on the secondary market that week from for four to $7,000. Um, and I, I know of a $4,000 one that was the sale. So um, probably one of the coolest single store or single event small releases in, in the history and probably the biggest unicorn ever made. Um, it was an honor to have Carlita work on this project with us and then to take time and come down during the tail end of a pandemic, I guess, and, and do a live interview with a crowd. This is one of, this is a very moving part, I think, for anybody who was there, watched it, or was part of it. And, and not, not only that, too, but even Carlito hung out. He came and he stayed and he had a good time. And yeah, and he, he stayed and he was with the interview people. actually precedes the soccer interview. Yes, actually. And he went on first and was still hanging out and then decided to run on stage during soccer's yes, interview. Yes, and, yes. And it was good to watch. see that from Carlito. He was having a good time. Yes. All right. Let's take a look at the Carlito Fuente interview from 2021. Everyone, please put your hands together for Carlito Fuente Jr. Go. <laughs> Carlito sits where he wants to sit. <laughs> Carlito, thank you so much for joining us and oh, part of this. Hey, this, I'm so happy to be here. The people hear me? Yeah, they hear you. Oh, good, good. May I take off this? You may. Okay. First of all, let me just say, you mentioned someone like uh, the only one that wasn't is amicable and everything this presentation. But he's the reason I'm here. Where is Steve Stock? I want to give him a hug. Right? Right? Yeah, where's Steve Stock? He's coming. He's stuffing his face now, right now, over at the headquarters with the Red Meat Lovers Club. No, let me just say something. It's, I'm so happy to be here. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Yeah, I know. I get nervous, Abe. I get nervous. No reason. You're amongst friends. I'm just a cigar maker. I'm not about all these lights and all this. This is incredible, my friend. Thank you. This is unbelievable. Of course, the the young man, because he's always going to be younger than me, <laughs> to my right, is my hero. Wow. Uh, yes. Look at that. As well as you, because I'll tell you one great, thing. Great shot of the studio. It's all about family. It's all about people, not about cigars. And one of the things that really, the reason I'm here, it's been your 20-something years, 24 years, 23 years. You're probably one of the first Opus accounts in Florida, for sure. Because you mentioned my brother, Alan Grofar. And you have been very close and everything because Alan has an eye to recognize where loyalty, integrity, and who are the people who feel what we feel you're probably one of the first opus accounts in florida and your beautiful wife brandy thank you saw me in the back room and she says carlito i have never smoked an opus because Abe says we can't smoke we gotta sell them <laughs> uh it's, it's very funny she's probably right um yeah probably <laughs> when, 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 when i got married you had sent two cigars with alan he sent me a, a beautiful Maduro wrapped cigar with a natural point and tip, a, a, a BBMF. 
and a natural one wrapped one with the Maduro point and tip, and it was called the Avon Brandy. They're 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 still in my humidor. I, we haven't smoked them yet. My brother, brother something, he, I he hard said, to smoke something like said, that. Uh, when I got married, uh, a box of uh, double Corona, I think, with my name, my wife's name, and our on our, our our date of marriage. And I think I've smoked too. Yeah, and they're they're still you know, in the this, this is what it's all about. It's about people. And this young man sitting next to me, I met him in Boston. A lot of people Boston. don't in Boston. Boston, 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 Boston. Boston Harbor. He had just graduated from school and he's playing the drums. And we were doing an event for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Which you do a lot of work with. Yes. And it's a great organization. Everybody should support that. It's amazing. And I see this young man, everything, but he had, I, I, could, I felt it. He had an interest for cigars. And I remember before, I don't think it was really in the market back then. It was probably Project S from Planet Nine. And I remember giving the drummer, I didn't know his name was Michael Herklotz and he would become an icon of cigar industry. <laughs> At that time, I remember seeing him, do you enjoy cigars? Because I could see the spark on his eyes as he played with all the cigars and everything, different than all the other musicians. Because, yeah, I mean, I love cigars. And I gave him a Opus X before anybody in the country, many people in the country ever tried an Opus X. An A. Oh, Opus X A. It was a. an Opus X A, yes. Oh, my God. Those A's were not available at that time. Wow. And it was something that I had taken to raise money for the children of for St. Jude Children's Hospital. So it was something very special to raise money. And that bond, that moment could never be broken, would never be. I want to ask you something, Carlito, uh, because speaking of when you see someone that has this real profound love and interest in cigars that you know will lead to something great. And you talked about family, and that's where I want to go with this. I met your daughter, Liana, many years ago. You introduced me, um, and uh, it was just as she was expressing interest. And I remember having a conversation with Liana privately, and, uh, and she said, you know, I really want to do this. I really want this. And you could tell she was genuine. She loved the business. She loved the legacy. And I remember we had a conversation privately that night when I shared that. And, um, and I, I remember you sharing with me, and I hope I'm not breaking confidentiality. No, never, that There never, was a lot of, never. as a father, um, when you thought about your daughter, that, that sometimes you had thought about other things for her. Uh, you even shared that your dad had a, had a similar Correct. Uh, concern. True. But now she proved you wrong she proved your father wrong and your daughter besides winning woman of the year if i recall uh last year with the uh tobacco business awards but your daughter liana i think is one of the most extraordinary women in the premium cigar industry alongside your sister tell me what that means um to see your daughter not just express the interest but to take it beyond expressing it and proving it. Oh my God, Michael. She's a chip 
off the block, off the old block, just like your grandfather. The things my daughter has done, you know, and uh, how she has given me the the inspiration, the emotion, the energy to keep creating and things that she's done. And that she understands that in life, when you reach a certain point, you have you have the means, you have to give back to others. What she did, what she inspired me to do with the rare paints and everything. My daughter is, she's very special. And talking about daughters, the reason I'm here, because it's about family. And when I heard Abe's daughter, Petra. Yeah, I was just feeling like that. And I, and you know what? Uh, when I heard that, I said, this is why I'm here. When I heard her playing with my brother, Alan Goldfarb, we all spoke about Alan. We know who Alan is. But my partner, Bobby Newman, the Newman family, everyone. When I saw this, and to know Abe for, what, 24 years, 23 years, and that Brandy says she's never spoken on open sex. Abe, come on, man. I tonight. Think go, tonight. I think, I think, <laughs> tonight. I think you tonight. Go, yes, tonight. We're going to smoke tonight. Smoke in, the, tonight. In, in the Holly, in the Holly Moon suite. Yeah. <laughs> or what, not, yeah. And uh, what do you call it? Tonight. The, tonight you give her Promise. open sex. Promise. He said, no, my husband sells them. It's about family. When I see this and know all the years, that's why I'm here. That's why I came in. Because this is an amazing event that brings people together. And this is about love, spreading the love to each and every one of all of you around the world. When I have friends that I came to meet, like Cynthia Gonzalez and her group and everybody that's here. I'm disappointed, Steve Saka. I wanted to give the guy a little jab and the thing. He's, He's, He's coming. coming. He's coming. But anyway, I did see Rocky walking out, who's, who is a young kid next to me. And he's going to be celebrating a birthday. But this is about families, about people, it's about relationships. And that's what this industry has that I don't think any other industry in the world that I know has. No. We are, it's about love, it's about relationships. We, we're, look, we're talking about the first time I met him. We're talking about 24 years with Abe and their, Alan Goldfarb, how this is all one family. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be interviewed or not. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's about love and it's about spreading that love and sharing that love and that love is this little this little amazing little product that's brought us all together it's brought me close to you close to you and you know what we are all family and for that please give me a hand please five thousand people in the audience i love you yes well, man, let me say, as, a, as an outsider to this relationship, I've seen a lot of special cigars in my life. Many of them have had the Fuente Fuente Obisex banned on them. But I think you are about to talk about a product that transcends exclusive yeah. with this box. And I know how much this means to you. You know, in, in, in 25 years, you have what I like to call like milestone moments, right? Markers, markers in your history and your life that define a moment that you'll never forget. And um, I'll be honest with you, when I was trying to put this, we had to make this decision in July 
to say, okay, are we going to cancel this event? Are we going to find a way to do it a little bit differently, right? To make it something worthy of having this virtual experience. So we didn't have a lot of time. And when I, when I went to some of my friends and, you know, Carlito's always been honestly amazingly supportive and always so kind in, in projects or just in conversations. When, when he agreed to make something for the Great Smoke, I, I'm not going to lie, in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would have something with this wonderful and amazing and historic name on it in this in this format. And, 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 and this is like a, a really a defining moment in my career. Like this just happened. And, you know, people out there are amazing. And Carlito, I can't thank you enough because it's stuff like this that that, that people will remember and, 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 and part of this momentous, like I, I'm really, my intent in making this event was making history. It was a, it was a hashtag I used from day one. Let's wow. make history. Let's do something that wow. people are going to talk about for a long time. And look at this. And this like solidified it, right? This is like the, the wax steel. If you want to say something was historic, this event. And I just want to thank you. I mean, can you tell us just something about what, this i mean i know you call it you know carlito blended carlito's way and a personal release but i i'm not gonna lie carlito it's like one of the most like milestone moments in my career it's so different abe than anything that we've ever done and as you move on in life and i have to give covid credit for this <laughs> as we spoke about how covid has changed our lives yeah and I know how important this event was to you and to have the intestinal fortitude to pull this off. And I know how concerned you it had to be impeccable. It had to be perfect. You know, and being here last year, I remember I was at the first one, being here last year and seeing the gray smoke, all the beautiful people in the event. And I, I told Alan, listen, Alan, I'm getting older in life. I'm not Alan Goldfarb, just so they don't think it's no, Alan Goldfarb, okay? I said, Alan, I will never miss another event. It's so filled with love and beautiful people and everything. You remind me, I, I know this is a difficult time of the year because of the middle of tobacco. I want to be there every year. And obviously, it was not possible. Let me tell you something. COVID changed my life. I started realizing that I could go in any minute. I'm 66 years of age. I'm high risk. And I started thinking all these special things that I had, because I'm like a squirrel. I don't, there's certain things that I save and thinking maybe someday my son will be able to share with the world and it'll be very special. So I save them in the aging rooms. And this was a product that, a cigar that I made Two and a half or three years ago, we're going to do an event in Dubai. This was a special product that was going to be launched exclusively because we cannot sell it in the United States because of the FDA. This cigar was a cigar that I blended with my heart, but there was only 1,500 cigars. And then we changed the format, the honest truth. We went, they, they wanted something between six, 52, 56, something like that, so it's three sizes. This cigar has been in my age room. I wanted to use that when my grandson was born. Oh, wow. And, but you know what? I might not see my grandson born, 
And to me, all the years that I've known you, your kindness, your support and everything, I said, what the, I don't want to say the F word, but, you know, why am I saving all these beautiful things? But what's most important that it, that was put together inside the factory, the color, the box, everything to be unique. That doesn't exist. That is only for the gray smoke. And I'm so proud and I feel relieved that I took them out of my agent room after two years. And I'm going to share with the people who can enjoy the best in the world. Elliot, thank you. Thank You're you so welcome. much. And, and look, you talked about family and love. And one of the things since I've gotten in this business that I've known about is the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation that you do so much work in the DR. And Michael, you talk about help and helping people and all the help. And with done. the Newmans, of course. And with the Newmans and, and the yes, people absolutely. down there and helping with the schools and the, and, 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 and the education and the health of, of, of the people who live down in the Dominican Republic. We as a company have been involved every year with the Toast Across America doing whatever we can to support. And I wasn't going to miss this opportunity. So, no, no, no. no. Now, uh, Smoke In wants to present you with his check. It's a check for $5,000. Please Thank you. take it. Please Thank take you. It for the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. For the children of Cigar Family yes. Charitable Foundation. But I also want to say Cigar In, Abe, has always been there year after year supporting the children. And I'm sure like every other nonprofit charity and everything, that is special, my brother. And my family, the Newman family, thanks you, your family. No, this, the the work you do there is amazing. It's no, beautiful. in life, in life, if we have achieved something as you have, as he has, if we could give back just a little bit and make this world a better place by changing one child at a time, absolutely, the world would be much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, remember, I met Michael at a St. Jude Children's Hospital yep. charity True. event. In fact, there's a story, and I could verify it, right? Uh, you've done so much work with, I think, with St. Jude's. And at one point, and I, you know, there's a lot of stories over 25 years, but they refused to take your donations as a company. And then you guys came out with coffee. So you would have a ways to continue to donate to St. Jude's. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, that's correct. We did a lot of work for St. Jude's and everything. And somebody figured out. That it was coming from a family who made cigars. They didn't want our money anymore. Can and we've given that? hundreds of thousands of dollars, many hundreds, I mean hundreds. Wow. And so we came out with a coffee. Yeah, I remember that when to support St. Jude. And then St. Jude refused to endorse it, that they could not accept the money. It's coffee because it's made by a cigar family. Right. And um, we keep giving to St. Jude's privately and support St. Jude. But it's incredible. It is. Let me just say something that's never been said before. Okay? My daughter, Liana, which which Michael mentioned, gave all her hair yeah. so that she could so they could give hair pieces to people going to the charity. She lost her, her aunt, her grandmother, everyone to, to breast cancer. And she had been doing marathons for them. She is the leader in raising money in Tampa Bay. And when we did this event that we said we're going to get $15 a box for the rare paint, that charity, the head charity from American Cancer Society, said they couldn't take the money who came from a cigar family. 
So we found another. No, it's, it's what a, we just did. Listen, and I wanted to go to Tucker Carlson and tell him. Wait, the one we just my, did. Yes, oh yes. Oh my God, the money is theirs and escrow. I didn't hear it's this. Given, it's going to be given to another charity. Let me tell you something. It is so hypocritical. So if you help people and this, you know, this has never been made public because. I got legal people who advise me to don't talk about American oh. society. It'll just stay among us. Yeah, okay. nobody knows. That's important that it stays among us. But my daughter found another charity that dedicates their lives and everything in breast cancer awareness and helping people and this and that where the money's going to go. Because the American Cancer Society, all of a sudden say, no, we can't accept your money. That's insane. Well, it's a testament to her. That it doesn't deter her and she continues no, to do we're it. never going to give up. That's we're right. going to keep helping the people. We're we'll keep right. doing what we're doing because there's more good people in this That's world right. than all those assholes out there who are nothing but bureaucrats. That's right. Thank you. That's right. So um, this limited edition product, it's already crashed the site from what I understand. I don't even think we have put it up for sale yet. People are waiting. We'll open it up. So, it's, um, it's, it's for sale. It starts now. So good luck. Boom. Good luck. There's only there's only a few. Yeah. So please. yeah. Good luck. I mean, look. If you don't get it, I know. I'm, I know. I'm gonna get all the calls. Well, hey. If you don't get it, hey. Somebody grateful. invite me. I want to smoke one too. We're gonna smoke. You want to smoke one now? You want to smoke one? Come on. No, it's good. That's good. Remember, not until Brandy smokes one. We're gonna. Listen, Brandy and I are gonna smoke. I'm gonna spoil her. There's gonna look be at, like her first. You know what? Sex. It looks well, beautiful. Be your own hey, really <laughs> right, you can hey, not for anything, my brother. But it looks beautiful from a distance. Special. Listen, this. I want to do something so special for Abe and Spoken that is out of the box. If that, if you could say that, the packaging, the way it is, the colors, it was something is not opus, but it is an opus. But it's a special opus that I blended with my heart and soul. And I don't think there's a better event to launch it and for never be seen again than right here with Smoke In and this so event. Much. Thank the, you. The gray smoke. Thank you, Carlito. I'm honored. Always a pleasure. Thank you for being here today. Listen, I know you're busy. I know the schedule everybody's got. And, and for you to take time out of your day, not just to be involved in the event, but to come here physically in person, share your stories, share your love. I, I'm indebted. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abe. Thank you Thank for you. making this happen. Thank you for this great success of bringing the world together with something we're so passionate about. It's sharing the love it's not about cigars it's about people god bless you and your thank family you, you also thank you. give it up for carlito fuente thank you smoke one later that's not brandy's that's not brandy's that's i promise you can put it back sell it <laughs> i'll smoke it later wait i got an idea here we go i got an idea how about we open that Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm going to auction it right now. You're the man. I'm, and we'll give the money to Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. I love it. I so, love it. How about that? You down? Go ahead. All right. You. We got this, this cigar. Is, We're going to auction it right now. This we call ad-libbing. We're going to auction it right now. I'm going to open the bidding at $10. Sorry, who's going to give me $10 for this cigar? 10 Who's going to give me 50 I need 50 Natural. Right over there. I need 200 Natural. 300 Natural with this. 1000 1000 Give me 1100 I got 1000 I need 1100 Who's in for 1100 I got a thousand over here going once, thousand going twice, eleven hundred. Who's in for twelve? I got eleven. Who's in for twelve? Eleven. I need twelve over here. I got eleven hundred with you. I need twelve over here. Twelve. 
12? 1,200. 13 to you? 1,300. I need 14. 13, I need 1,400. 13, I need 1,400 to you. I got 1,300 here. I need 1,400. 13, I need 1,400. Very easy. You just say yes. You ready? $1,400. $1,400, I need 15. $1,400, I need 15. I got 1,400. I need 1,500. 1,500 for the man. I tell you what. How about we do this? You were at 1,400. Carlito, you said 1,500. Would you have gone to 1,500? Because I have two. And I'm wait, just wait, 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 Mike, Mike. If we're going to do Mike, this. Mike, I was going to give him one. If we're going to do this, then how about, how about we make it even 1,400 for you, 1,400 for Carlito, and we just raised 2,800 bucks for Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Are we done? That guy's gold. Gold. What, what an epic moment. And uh, Mikey, I mean, unreal. What I, I want our listeners to know that. So one was a smoking regular. Uh, yes. Who come down Walt, from Walt, right? Walt, yeah. The other bidder, Michael mentioned it. I don't know if everyone caught it. was actually Carlito Fuente. And Carlito Fuente gets the cigar that he won at auction. Actually sends a personal check. Right. To us. So then I could send a donation to the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Right. And then after purchasing his own cigar for $1,400, sending us a personal check to donate to the foundation, he signs a cigar and gives that cigar to my wife. Right. 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 It wasn't just like, yeah, my found that. I mean, he literally sent the personal check for us to send. Yeah. So probably one of the most I've got goosebumps from that interview. Yeah, that that was I mean that 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 interview did like rides waves of of emotion. Really and, you does. know when he was talking about his daughter and you know if you were there you watched the digital experience but if you didn't um at that time my 12-year-old daughter we had entertainment throughout the seven and a half to 8 hour broadcast and one of the entertainment sections that we didn't promote during the intro, we didn't tell anybody because her grandfather and aunts and uncles are also in the audience, was my 12-year-old daughter walks up on stage with Alan Goldfarb that Carlito talked about, who Alan Goldfarb has a long history in music. He was a roadie and actually toured with Johnny Depp when Johnny Depp had a band. Um, they rehearsed for about two weeks at my house. And they played two pieces. They played Painted Black and um, Here Comes the Sun. And God, if that didn't choke me up. So, so you know, you were you were there on stage, right, during that. Yeah, I was up. sitting in my I happened to be in the back, and I was right by your dad. And, you know, at this point, everybody's gotten to know Raj. Ra the Rashi scar has been released in his honor. But I was by your dad. And Raj was so stiff and still. And it was one of the moments where you knew, like, he knew – if I make any movement, I am going to cry. And he, he was so stiff because he you could see the emotion. And, and he knew if he did anything that the tears were going to come out. That's how that generation is. I mean, you know, sure. there were farmers, 10 kids, you know, sure. growing up. And that was a special moment. You know, when my wife first met my dad and she would hug him and say, you know, every time I hug him, he gets so stiff. And whatever I said, right. hey, that's how he is with everybody in the universe. You just go in for that hug. Don't worry about it. But yeah, he, he did, did come from that generation where emotion is not something expressed at all. Um, and he, we didn't tell him. We didn't tell him. You know, he had no idea how good Petra had gotten. And um, she stole the show. Um, and uh, it was funny for me. 
and you know, if you followed us, you've heard the story. So, you know, this was a closed set. You very few people were allowed in on this set. And um, there was only 50 guests who bought tickets. And, uh, you know, anybody else who was involved in the production or, or hosts or interviewer, interviewees. And I think we were about an hour and a half, two hours into the show when I notice this woman walk in and people are congregating around her and they're talking to her. And in my head, I'm saying, who the fuck let that person in? Because, I, I mean, we've been there a couple hours. I, I know that person wasn't here prior right. to this moment. So somebody just let a stranger in the middle of the show in because I didn't recognize anybody as someone we were interviewing or anything. And they're all dressed up and snazzed up. And then I realized it was my daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, they bought, my, my wife had bought her an outfit. I hadn't right. seen it. Then, you know, she got professionally makeup done in the green room and stuff. And I didn't even recognize her. She came up and she came up and did those two sets. And I, I was choked. I, I got up and walked across the set and had to hug her and whatnot. But um, that was just cool for Alan Goldfarb, who's been my dear friend and my rep for 25 years, to take time out of his life wait for my daughter to come home after school and for three days, four days a week, for a couple of weeks, come over and rehearse with my daughter um, to prep for this. I mean, that's how, that's how like really historic everybody was kind of taking this event here. And you heard the amazing words Carlito said, um, but you know, as a parent, you know, and especially because neither Brandy or I are musicians. My wife now I'm way more musically inclined because she's been more involved with kids' lessons and stuff like that. But they, the kids didn't get it from us. And to hear Alan talk to me and tell me how amazing she was, he goes, dude, I'm following her lead. She's directing this this right. set. It ain't me. Right. Um, he was uber impressed. And then heard that she was getting into the guitar and playing guitar and came over to my house and gifted her one of the guitars from his collection and bought her an amp yeah. and everything. Until now, she she fiddles with it and you know um, plays with it and you know it, it was just such a great moment in our lives. And, and I was yeah, very that proud. was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, and you know what? As a child, it's good to have those moments because she was old enough to know this was huge, and I was being watched by everybody. I mean, all over the world were watching it, and it still plays and she at a very young age was able to feel like i was part of something really big and really cool and i think that changed her psychologically about her sure. career and life in music and you know sure. realized that i could have moments like these in my life and you know she i think she got a lot more serious about her music after that cool so that's our show for you folks we hope you enjoyed it saturday morning for us tuesday night but uh Give us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. You know, this is, like I said, this was an experimental thing. We wanted to do this anyway. We wanted to kind of relive some of the Great Smoke videos. But uh, thank you for joining us. Abe, take us out. Until next week, everybody, keep it lit.